Hello and welcome to episode 9 of Talking Strength. This is Lessons in Strength 4. So um, basically this is just a recap on you know, my previous guests from last week um, or something that really stood out to me about talking to them or, or something that I gained from them. Um, it's kind of how Lessons in Strength goes. Um, we keep it pretty simple. It's usually a, a shorter episode, but it's just something that I take from it. And it's, it's kind of funny um, how... I talk to these guests and within, you know, the two weeks between the, the, the guest episode and the next guest, I suppose, um, and going to the lesson in strength, um, the, the main thing that I take from them tends to just show up in my life for some reason. Um, so that's a bit bit interesting. So it's, it's just interesting to see how you talk to the people and almost immediately... Um, aspects of the conversations that I've had with them start to appear within my life. It's just something that I've noticed. Don't know if it's a good thing, don't know if it's a bad thing. I suppose it just depends on what you take from it and how you you um, use the lesson. So I suppose my biggest lesson from Coach Jens was, um, I'm going to say tenacity. So going through what he went through and, you know, his constant... Um, rebirth or, or restart of, of his journey in his different phases of his life um you know it just showed me like the tenacity behind him and just he, he's a good guy and with him being a good guy he was able to just use his values and, and stick to his guns and just continue to build upon like his businesses and and every time you know he faced the challenge he got through it and whether that meant that he restarted his brand or he went back to the gym floor. Um, you know, he sold his first gym essentially after, a, you know, 24, or 25, whatever age it was. And going back to having to work as a, you know, on the floor personal trainer and, and building up again and eventually building into this this company that educates personal trainers. Every time he's done it, it's just, it just shows the tenacity to, to be able to to do it. And just to get it done, no matter what happens or no matter what the circumstances are. So that's kind of been a, that was the biggest one that kind of came up to me. And um, I kind of was uh, like, I chatted to him um, the morning of, uh, I was flying out to go and spend a weekend with my family up in um, Queensland for my stepsister's 30th. And it was really cool going from having that in intense conversation with Jens to being able to just try and have some form of re relaxation with my family and kind of be around, um, you know, my stepsisters, their their husbands, their kids. Um, and like the family orientation side is like not something that I kind of am very used to. Um, you know, I, I'm a single, uh, a, a single child, <laughs> a, a child. My, my parents had one child. That's what I'm trying to say. I don't know w what the word is, but um, so I didn't really have... I'd like to say like a big family from that side and I haven't, you know, being in Sydney and my, the rest of my family kind of being away from Sydney, I haven't really had the opportunity to be very, call it family orientated from that side. So it was really cool just to spend like the weekend with them and the kids playing around and uh, my stepsister's son is a little brute um, and he, he he's just very funny and he's got some very intense looks on him. Um, and it was just pretty cool. So it, basically going from that very intense conversation to being able to kind of wind down and spend some family time. I also, I looked around Gold Coast a little bit. It was, you know, very interesting. 
different lifestyle to what I'm used to down here. Um, and kind of just separating myself from the space that I was in. Just trying to give me like a refresh on everything going on. And, and boy, did I need it. Um, so coming back into to things and getting back into work. I've had um, the obstacle that's been put in the way is of having to um, do a bit of a, a detour in terms of work for now. Um, so I'll be leaving the house that I live in um, relatively soon. I'm just busy trying to find a house to actually live at um, or a unit or something to then work out of at the same time. But um, so I, I run my business from my house. I have a double garage that I've set up pretty well um, and it's more kind of personal and then obviously I do the online at the same time and it's kind of just it's now got to the point where um, I now have to step away from like the face to face and I'm busy running around trying to figure out what I'm going to be doing with my life. So that's been a very interesting um, two weeks I suppose and within that now starting to I suppose stress and trying to to rebuild the image of what I'm going to be doing and where it goes because I, I now need to you know with financial circumstances and how it kind of lands up being it's like it I can now either just really give online a full push um, and step away from face to face which would probably be very good for my hip to be honest um, being off my feet is probably very good for the longevity of my my hip and hopefully the prolonging of my third surgery um, but at the same time like I I have a good bunch of clients that I would or a select few clients that I would really like to kind of try and stay and still work with from that side in, in the face-to-face -face setting so I'm busy running around right now one trying to find a place to live two trying to find a place to live that would um, accommodate myself and my shithead golden retriever because um, that's quite difficult finding a place that's pet friendly trying to figure out what to do with an entire gym's worth of equipment in my double garage um, shitting myself about the fact of having to try and move all of that stuff um, and kind of just trying to take in the realization of like I have to restart whether that means I need to restart or, or kind of refocus my my business or my uh, or redirect my attention into what my business is and just continue to grow that um, and it kind of just like every time I kind of think about it, why takes Ziggy for a walk, and you know I I ponder on you know everything that is kind of going on within my life. I I kind of went kept going back to our conversation that myself and Jens had about how you know he went from from he went from literally owning a business and and running a gym to like having to figure out what to do and get back on the gym floor and start up again. Um. And that's kind of the set, like I, I kind of equate my situation to that. It's like I need to now start up again, figure out what I'm going to be doing and, and really just drive the energy into that. So it's been, you know, it's been interesting. It's been fun. It's stressful. Sleep has gone through or sleep has gone out the window. A um, little bit of anxiety has been here, been procrastinating, trying to find ways to um, not deal with this, um, which is not healthy. It is what it is, and I will figure it out. Um, so that's pretty much <coughs> the conversation that I had with Jens, kind of just like wrapped around and, and, you know, came out in my life in one way or another, I suppose. So 
that was my biggest lesson from him is just being like being tenacious and being able to just kind of rise above whatever it is um and i suppose as the weeks go by and as i have guests and more lessons you guys will all kind of get an insight into what happens in my life and you know hopefully the next talking strength lessons and strength is in my new house maybe maybe not maybe still here I don't know and that's part of the problem so um uh what's the word I'm not insecure and I don't know but it's just not known it's unknown and that's very frightening for me I suppose I like security um I like having some form of ability to just know if and when what things are happening so I am freaking out a little bit um things will be okay um, I have a good support system around me if if and when need be um, so we will continue that so that was kind of what I got from Jens um, the other thing that's kind of just been weighing on my head a little bit from from all of this is um, I've just been having flare-ups again with my hip um, so I've been having a little bit of like nerve pain and um, an, an increase in pain scale from what I am usually used to. So that's kind of been weighing on me a little bit from that side. Um, so if you don't know, I think I've spoken about it in the past. It's like I, um, I'm due for a third surgery or third replacement um, on my hip and I'm currently doing anything and everything possible to prevent that and prolong it as long as I can um, purely because my third hip replacement at the age of 27 is just really shitty um and the operation would be um very dangerous and the possibility of things going south are very high um and with that kind of brings along a whole bunch of other possibilities uh, you know the a word is on the table um but god forbid that won't happen um so I've had an increase in pain and I usually have an increase in pain around winter to be honest. So it's something that I track as a metric and have been tracking kind of ever since I've started going through injuries. It's like I have a pain metric that I track. So it's a daily pain scale um, and it's actually something I've implemented with all of my rehabilitative clients as well. Like they'll have a pain metric to a pain scale to track daily. Um, some of them track three times a day, so morning, lunch and nighttime some will just track a daily pain scale and it's just something to make sure that we kind of like going in the right track because we obviously want people to be pain free that's the goal that's what most of my clients kind of come to me um, for is to get you out of pain and working around whatever dysfunction is now causing that pain where it's you know structural whether it's um, a dysfunction muscle group or whatever it is um, so we track those metrics so you know, having that information, having that data available, it's like, as I just said, it's like, I know around winter, my pain gets worse. Um, I can tell you when there's going to be a really bad cold spell because about two days before, it's like, I ache. Um, I don't want to get out of bed. My hip hurts so much. So that's basically what starts to happen. And I've just been noticing it more and more. Um, and that pain is, you know, significantly higher than that it was last year and the year before that. So it's something that's kind of just been weighing over me at the same time with all of this other shit that's occurred. So, you know, really trying to take on board the lesson that I learned from Jens and just trying to really set my mindset up for 
for anything and any anything that kind of counts my way. Whether that means like I now have to find a new place to live, um, I have to essentially find a new facility to work out of if I decide to continue face to face, which I would kind of, you know, selectively like to do. It's kind of I, I have been doing, um, and then at the same time, just making sure that I preserve my body as best as possible. Whether that's from like an actual physical level or it's both a mental level, um, it's one of the biggest things that I think gets taken for granted it's one of the things i never really thought about and like we know it's there <coughs> i just never did any work on it. it's like the mental side of um, injuries is is huge um and i find the more i start to realize that you know i'm in shit and there's there's problems coming um the more i have to really tap into like the mental side of it and really start focusing on like my mental health i suppose it's the word from that side i um I never really focused on it before throughout any of the other surgeries. I kind of just, you know, brushed it under the rug, bottled it up and pretended to be good. Um, and that kind of destroyed quite a few things in my life, I suppose. Um, so really taking note of like my mental state throughout this whole process is something that I'm I'm focusing on. You know, I'm, I've realized that I have some form of anxiety that occurs around like unsecure situations or uncertain situations. This is obviously one of them. Um, so what I try and do is like I don't like meditation, to be honest. But what I do like doing is I like um, going down to the beach, um, whether it's 7 o'clock at night, 5 a.m. in the morning, 12 o'clock in the day, whatever it is, I kind of just go down to the beach and I just sit on the beach and I just kind of listen to the ocean. Um, and for me, that's kind of been like the biggest game changer in both my actual recovery <clears throat> and also just like my ability to deal with pain so what i've been able to do is kind of create a mental block or mental process around what i'm experiencing in terms of the pain um, and i can just go and sit there and just not give a fuck sit there listen to the waves look at the ocean whether it's dark or not um, and just kind of create some form of security for myself around that and it's just it's something that I do. It's something that you know I will, uh, I will, and I'm slowly trying to incorporate into my clients' um, rehabilitative process, if you want to call it that. I just, <coughs> I'm starting to find so much benefit to it from just the the mental capacity. Like we understand, pain is obviously something that we feel. It's something that, you know, I don't know pain. For you, I can give you a similar experience. But what I have started seeing is like the mental capacity to deal with pain allows a better outcome at the end of the day. So it's one of those things, it's like being a coach is not just let's fix, you know, the muscle dysfunction or let's work around whatever the, you know, the structural problem is. It's like the mental side of it is kind of the big, big game changer I find. Um so yeah, I've been incorporating those types of things. Walks, Ziggy obviously helps quite a lot as well. Um, he's like a bit of a anxiety dog for me. He kind of knows when things are up. Um, so like if my anxiety's, you know, a little bit up, he'll um, be very needy and all over me, um, which kind of sometimes makes it worse. But at the same time, I know he's doing it just because he cares. So you know just working on the mental perspective from that side and really trying to focus on that in this situation and knowing that this uncertainty is going to cause a flare-up so along with that what i have done is i started a new training block um 
and I'm being proactive around this. Like we, we understand that the body um, handles stress <clears throat> or sees stress and training is a stress. It can't identify the difference between straining, training stress and, you know, I, everyday stress, emotional stress, etc. It just sees stress. So what I've now had a look at is obviously I know that I'm in a uncertain period and I understand me being me that my stress will be higher. Um, so what I've done is I've just adapted my training. I've brought my volume way down. I've changed my metrics. I've um, kind of changed the output that I'm looking at in terms of, of stimulus uh, and mediums. So mediums obviously being like stepping away from a barbell for a little bit, just kind of because it's obviously a higher stress than, for example, what I'll get out of a dumbbell. So I've incorporated my training around my ability to fill my cup with my stress and that's one of the things that I try and do with all my clients at the same time it's like we understand you know if you've got a high corporate high flying job in out you know late nights like you're under the pump all the time there's no point in me trying to flog you in the gym it's like I'm just adding unnecessary stress that you're not going to be able to recover from so it's like trying to find what we call the minimal effective dose within training that one's going to make you feel good if training makes you feel good to being able to train to you know work around whatever pain you are experiencing whether that's back pain seems to be one of the common ones it's you know slip discs or bulge discs um working around trying to create strength within the hubs of stability around that that can actually alleviate the pain around the the back or, or alleviate the um, increased amount of tension that's going through the structures that shouldn't be receiving that amount so it's like being un able to understand that we need to create some form of minimal effective dose with that while not overloading the whole system. So it's like, I know that I'm in a, in a very stressful state, so I'm not going to try and beat myself in the gym. I'm going to last a week to two weeks and I'm just going to get worse and I'm then going to get really pissed off at myself because I'm not training effectively and it will just be a really bad cycle. So I think looking at all of that, it's like I've grown up from where I was before. It's like before I would have seen stress and just try to like beat the shit out of myself in the gym and beat the shit out of myself in life and just kind of gone the complete opposite and, and failed. So it's nice to know that I'm maturing, I suppose, is what I'm trying to say. Um, and just being able to continually go forward and, and look at the tasks um, ahead of my life and just know that everything's going to be all right. And yeah, that's pretty much my life right now. Um, that's, I suppose, the lesson in strength is just go at everything with tenacity, be ruthless. You know, you'll always get back on your feet at the end of the day. Um, it's just, you've just got to keep going. So that's kind of where we'll end this lesson in strength. Um, if this resonates with you, if you get anything from this, um, Take a screenshot, share us on Instagram, you know, all of those lovely things. Um, and we'll chat to you next week.